Midweek Muscle Podcast. Midweek. The Midweek Muscle Podcast starts now. Hey, good morning, everybody. This is Jay-Z bringing you your dose or a dose of the Midweek Muscle. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Happy middle of the week. Happy hump day, whatever you call it. Good morning. So um, it's been a week and I told you same place, same time. This makes me so excited. But let me tell y'all something. Excuse the voice. Y'all caught me without coffee. The store did not have coffee filters and I absolutely forgot. And so you have the rawest version of my voice right now. It's not warmed up. Um, I don't have anything to warm it up with. Making tea takes eons. As my tea drinkers out there know, it has to steep appropriately. It has to have the right temperature if it wants to taste good. Um, All that stuff. And I'm busy. So we ain't got time for that because I'm already running behind uh, by delivering this to you this morning. So, or this afternoon or this evening, whenever you choose to listen to it. So you get the rawest version of my voice right now. And that's okay because we know each other. And if you've been listening for, I'm going to say, if you've been listening to at least over three or four episodes, we, we together. So you get the good, the bad, and the awesome when it comes down to listening. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, So, Anyways, uh, I um, if this is your first time, thank you for joining us. I am always so overwhelmed by the people who are sharing and the people who are sending this out and the people who actually stumble upon this cast. I hope you find something in today's thought uh, for this week uh, that can help you with something that you may or may not be struggling with. And if you are, I hope that you understand that this is coming from a place of peace, love, and productivity versus a place of destroying and calling out all the negative things about you and asking you to change. That is not what this cast is for. Also, if you, if you're listening and and you find like, "Eh, yeah, this isn't, this, this may not be my cup of tea, but you know, someone who this could be for, I encourage you to send it. Nothing makes a better friend or a better person or a better uh, uh, person in a relationship than sharing something that could be helpful. You know, it's, it's sort of funny. I'm running off on a tangent a little bit, but I had a little bit of time to watch TV last week and I turned on a Dr. Phil episode or maybe it was this week. I don't know. My days run together. Um, there's a Dr. Phil episode and it was a girlfriend and boyfriend and the girlfriend had um, ultimately committed suicide. And the boyfriend, there, there, there was dysfunction in the relationship, as with any relationship, we all know that. Uh, but there were, there were strict rules for her and non-strict rules for him, or at least he wasn't following the rules that he had set. And uh, the parents were on the show just asking him to be a little more accountable to his actions, not as a boyfriend, but just simply as a person, if you know of anyone who is struggling with something that could be harmful for their life, your number one priority is not the relationship and how healthy the relationship is. Your number one priority is to get that person help, period. Uh, But he just didn't want to see that. 
He was like, you're just trying to defame me and, and just break down my character and, and all of these legal terms because he was a lawyer and there's nothing wrong with lawyers. Oops, phone going off. There's nothing wrong with lawyers. It's just, he knew his rights. And a lot of us lay people don't. Uh, and, uh, so he knew exactly what to say and how to say it. So it didn't make him, uh, seem like he's, uh, a criminal, uh, but in doing so, it made him seem like he was just in it, like not just not caring as a person, I guess. Um, and that's really what it comes down to. Uh, there's nothing in the legal code that says you have to be moral when dealing with people. You just have to be just when dealing with people. So I think do your just this if you listen and it's not for you and you know someone who it could be for just do your justice and share it that's all you can do and then wash your hands of it and walk away like thanks jay-z that wasn't for me all right cool peace thanks uh but anyway that was a tangent my bad um so we're already five minutes in and damn i ain't even got to the talk yet so uh last week y'all actually caught me in a real and raw moment uh, but I think it was necessary to be in my feelings and to be quite frank with you, I still am. And I think that's okay. Um, it's in these moments that I really feel alive. Uh, wait, I know that I'm alive. Like I know there's blood pumping through my veins and there's passion pumping through my veins every day. Um, but it's in these moments that I know I'm alive because I'm not just screaming, you can do it. You got this. Keep pushing. Rah, rah, rah. Like a damn cheerleader without any warrant or regard of the the pain that exists from that push. You know, some of us may not be pushing physically. Some of us might be pushing emotionally. Some of us might be pushing mentally. Uh, some of us might be pushing spiritually. Um, and there's pain in all of those pushes. Um and I know this pain, uh, and I know the push. Uh, so I feel it right now. Like I, I have a little bit of everything happening within me, a lack of motivation, a lack of spirit, a lack of willingness, a lack of can do a lack of confidence. The list is rolling. Um, and you know how I said just a little bit ago about talking about feeling alive. Uh, well, it's true. I still feel the push and the passion, but in in this lack of motivation and in this lack of spirit and lack of confidence and lack of can do and lack of willingness and all those things I mentioned, I, I feel overwhelmed at the showcase of love, support and encouragement that has been rooting me on. Talk about, you know, a level of encouragement that isn't just lifting you up for the thing that you're doing, but a type of encouragement that's lifting you up for your life. I mean, I'm just, I, I say thank you a million times over to anyone who has reached out, called, text, sent a message, posted something and said, you know what, beyond you got this, thank you for doing what you do. Thank you for sharing with me. Thank you for giving me a little dose of something. Thank you for sharing this podcast. Thank you for being out there and present and listening and hearing my cry when I've, you know, sort of subliminally uh, let it out. 
I mean, I can go on and on and on about the level of support, but I think when it's no longer about my mommyhood or when it's not about the midweek muscle or when it's not about school, but when it's about straight up just life, like that's real. And I just have to commend anyone who's done that or reached out or text or sent an email or sent a, a DM or something that is valuable. Actually, it's invaluable because you can't put a price tag on it, but it means so much. It means so much to me. And I've had to borrow all of that from you guys because it's been a couple rough weeks. So, um, it's just, it's, it's been, it's been a struggle the last couple of weeks. It's just been on the go. Uh, and it's kind of cute. I heard this phrase the other day. I said, mompreneur, that's exactly what I'm, that's exactly what's happening right now up over here. And, uh, it, it, when I say pain and push is happening. Uh, so, uh, I want to talk a little bit about attitude this, this week, uh, and what attitude sounds like and what it might feel like for some of us, um, and, and really how it contributes to just overall the things that we do. Um, so I'm sure you've heard it. I am sure you have heard it. Your attitude determines your altitude. Um, you may have heard something like, uh, what? Your attitude determines your latitude. Okay. Very, very clever. Or as I've said it, you know, when I'm coaching or, or doing some sort of uh, talks uh, with some of the students, your attitude dictates your elevation. Now, I've said that in previous casts, and I really believe that, right? There is nothing wrong about these phrases. All of it sounds good. But what's altitude or latitude or elevation even look like when you don't feel well? I mean, check this. It's so easy when you, you know what? I'm going to re- replace that with I. It is so easy for me personally when I don't feel well to just compartmentalize or just section off parts of my life where, you know, in this box, this is me. I am me. My habits are those. My feelings are here. My emotions are or are becoming right over here. And there's so many other things that you can section up my relationship. Well, I can't even keep a grip on it. It's over there. Um, my, my, my status at my job. Well, I don't have a handle on that because my boss is or is not paying attention to me. Uh, it's over there. It's so easy to section off those areas of your life. Um, and, and it's so easy. It's so much easier to just deal with one one section at a time, the one that's easier to deal with, right? So if I know like, mm, let me just get my attitude in check real quick, that's all you change is your attitude or oh, let me get my mood in check real quick or let me, let me just cry this out real quick and just be in that moment. Well, yeah, it's good. We just, we're in our emotions and we're just crying that thing out, but then that's it. That's all we deal with. There's no plan or there's no action or there's no thought as to how this fits in with everything, right? And it's and to the flip side of that, when you compartmentalize off sections of your life, it's just easy to not deal with one section that you're not trying to deal with for real. 
it's so much easier to just box it off and put it over there like and just say this because we all say it I mean it is what it is no and I'm starting to hate that phrase even though I say it regularly I'm starting to hate that phrase why because when you say it is what it is that means I'm not doing anything about it when you say it is what it is that means I'm not going to think about it I'm not going to process that out all the while is hurting your insides. Something's happening with that that makes you feel some type of way and you're gonna stay in that feel some type of way because I chose to put that box all the way over there and say it is what it is. You're not saying it is what it is to me. What you're saying is I'm used to it and I'm not doing anything about it. See, sometimes, sometimes when we're out to chase something, whether it be the goal or the girl or the guy or the thing or the job or the money or the trophy. Sometimes when we're chasing something uh, or the weight loss or, you know, cause I talk about that a lot too. Um, sometimes our goals are so big that they are unrealistic as it pertains to our habits. But that's the point, right? When you are chasing something, it should scare you a little bit. Because it would require someone or anyone to change something. One's habits. And if we narrow that down into what those habits are, it can bubble into something as self-responsibility. Taking ownership of what you can control for yourself first. And a little bit of personal integrity, not cheating on yourself. Because trust me, if you cheat on yourself, you're cheating on anything else that walks around you. Anything that you are willing to do to yourself, you would be willing to do it to this to someone else. You may not intentionally do it, but ultimately that's what ends up coming out in your actions. That is why they say your attitude dictates your elevation. Your attitude determines your altitude. Your attitude determines your latitude because what ends up happening through your attitude is what comes out in your habits. And if your habits are actions, guess what's coming out with other people too? Now there's other things that chasing something down as big as a goal would require But I'm not going to go into those things today. It cannot or should not scare you to the point where it immobilizes you. If you look at a situation and you feel paralyzed, like you are out of control and you have no control over it to um, even function or how to even process through it, then that may be sending a sign, right? That might be sending a sign. And, and you know, the, when it comes down to it, like immobilization is a big trigger, right? Immobilization is a big trigger, right? You feel scared enough that you feel paralyzed to do anything about it. Well, I mean, I don't mean to be offensive, y'all, but hell, how are you trying to go up anywhere when you're afraid of heights? Let me break that down. If you are trying to chase a goal, attitude dictates your elevation. If you are trying to chase something, one, it first must mean that you have to believe in yourself to do it. That's self-love. That's the previous cast. 
You have to believe in yourself first to do it. But going after a goal means you're stepping out of a platform where you once were to a new platform of where you're going, which is generally in the upward trajectory. You cannot go up if your habits which are stemmed out of your belief system, i.e. your attitude, aren't checked out. If there's not an amount of self-love or self-care around your attitude, your altitude will be impacted. So I'm going to say it again. How the hell are you going up when you're afraid to address the things that are happening in your life that are triggering you to be immobilized? You're afraid of heights. Where are we going like that? That's right, nowhere. That is unless you face what's triggering you. What's triggering me? What The triggers can be anything around. Uh, the triggers that might scare you. The triggers that might hurt you. The triggers that can be emotional scars that just were just healed over just because time has passed, but nothing's happened to it or nothing's happened with it. You know, that's my struggle a little bit. Um, uh, triggers of abuse of any kind, mental, emotional, sexual, psychological, they all exist. Nothing is, um, when it comes down to abuse, nothing is out of, out of, um, Everything counts when it comes to abuse and you know it because you feel it. Um, the triggers of not feeling good enough, the triggers of not feeling worthy, those all come from someplace people. So when you are chasing your goals, it will bring these things right on up. When we, um, when I go and speak in front of a crowd and I am addressing something as sensitive as these topics, you must believe that I have had to address the trigger first. So I'm not on stage in tears trying to figure out <laughs> why am I crying in front of all these people? It will bring up so much, but your goals and chasing those things will also bring those out of you too. And if you do what you normally do, or if you have the habit of, I'm going to just leave that all the way out there and I'm not even going to think about it. I'm going to just leave this in this box over here. This is who I am. Accept me for how I am. This is who I am. This is what I'm going to be. This is my feelings. This is what my feelings are. This is what it will become. And your attitude, when it's indirectly in charge of your habits, that is what will come out while you are chasing that goal. Friends, sometimes hurt is so overwhelming that it does consume you. And hurt is a real thing, but it must be addressed. Because if you've not heard it through my like little ramp, rampant out, outrage, um, You'll hear it now because altitude is nothing when your attitude hasn't been checked. Altitude is nothing when your attitude hasn't been checked. This is also highlighted in a couple of different places. Athletes, y'all hear me out there, play 25 or 50% on a sprained ankle. What might end up, might end up broke, right? Or you play worse and that's when the scout is out there looking at you. You got to give it rest. You got to let it heal and you got to take care of it because what happens if you don't care, take care of your sprained ankle properly, it gets re what sprained. You got it. So we know this story. 
But there's another book and there's another place where this exists. It exists in the Bible. It says in uh, Matthew um, uh, chapter 22, and it's broken down by verse, but I'm not going to break it all the way down. Uh, It just says in Matthew that when you are overwhelmed and don't know what to do, that Jesus had, had a process and a mission too. And, uh, that mission was when he understood what his end game was, the end game was to get back to my father and that's God in heaven. And when he said, I got to get back to my father, he had to follow like a very human process because he, he was human in the flesh. Right. And the four steps that he had to follow in that process was one sorrow two solitude, three submission and for strength. Now, um, I'm going to break these down very, very quickly. Um, and it's actually, uh, I gathered these ideas because I, I did hear them uh, in church a couple weeks ago. And I'm like, man, is that not saying the truth? So first thing is that sorrow, when, when, when Jesus recognized that he, this is part of the mission that has to be fulfilled. He was upset for the hurt and the emotion of all the pouring out that he has done with his disciples and the people around him, that he was upset by the lack of support he received. He said, why are they not up with me in the garden of Gethsemane? Why are they not up with me? Why do I have to die for people who don't care? Why do I have to die for people who don't understand? Two, solitude. Before he made any move or any step or any action, he always what? He always prayed. He always had that conversation with God first. Three, submission. He knew that he was not the one and he did not put himself before the mission. He put the mission of getting to his father before him. So if it is something that is requiring peaceful and positive change, it is something that one, if you don't pray, then meditate or or get in a, a comfortable zen and really feel out, is this something that is hurting or harming the people around me? But ultimately, the help of other people is the thing that I want most. So I should put put God before any mission that I sort out or that I should at least be in a in a, in a place of peace or a place of Zen before I try to work through some things. And then last but not least strength. Uh, Jesus knows that part of the part of the process is that you have to have the strength to do it. But before he had the strength to do it, he had to sit, he had to wallow in his emotions, he had to consult with prayer, he had to submit that, you know what, it's not about me, it's about the help of other people out there. It's about the help of, uh, you know, saving souls, <laughs> essentially. Um, and, and, and so what that strength is, is that it's no longer time to sit. It's no longer time to rest. It's no longer time to pray. It's no longer time to talk. It's no longer time to sleep. It's no longer time to, to, to do anything else. But it is time to do. The strength is getting up to do it. So when we think about our moments of needing rest or our moments of feeling hurt or our moments of chasing something and it's triggered something within us, then we have to highlight when that hurt exists 
And that is okay to recognize, resolve, rest, reset, and even repeat if needed. It is okay to recognize, resolve, rest, reset, and repeat if needed. Because friends, and this is my last statement of the day, and I I know it was lengthy, but it it was necessary. Um, God, recognition, and community is strong when you're hurting. And sometimes you have to set your goal down to the side to revel in a bit of self-care so that you can get up and go back after it. That's all I have for you guys uh, for today, you guys. I hope you guys find the strength to take self-care into your highest priority going into this weekend and really think about those compartments. Think about how it happens in your life and think about and what this isn't to say handle all the compartments in one day. Some of these compartments take a couple years. So trust me when I say uh, let's look at some of the ways we've sectioned off some of our emotions or some of some of the things that trigger us while we're chasing after things. And and let's get around some ideas of thinking about ways to address that that trigger that exists within us that makes us hurt so bad that stops us from moving forward. It's not just impacting you. It's impacting the people around you. It's impacting the people that love you. And it is impacting ultimately the things that you can ultimately do for the people around you. With that said, guys, I hope we have that moment of self-care this week or this weekend. And I hope that we can push through the week knowing that we have control over the compartments in our lives. They don't control us. I hope you have a great week and I can't wait to see you guys here next week. Oh my gosh, this was like interview session long. Maybe I should have split them up into two. Um, Well, have a good uh, week and I will talk to you guys same time, same place next week. And until then, let's go.